0: Welcome to the Everything Podcast, the place for everything education. Whether you're a first-year teacher or a seasoned educator, our mission is to help you
1: employ smart strategies in and out of the classroom. We firmly believe that teacher burnout isn't inevitable. Part inspiration and part implementation, we discuss the why and how to make your classroom effective and sustainable. We're your hosts, Danielle and Nicole. Welcome back to another episode of the Everything Podcast. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Working so very hard on everything social, which I know we're both just putting our heart and soul into, and we're so excited to continue chatting about. For our listeners that are used to hearing some wonderful guests, we will be back with our wonderful guests very soon, but Danielle and I thought it would be appropriate if we shared a bit each week about the ways that we're working so very hard on our UpCurrent project, which is everything social. Yes.
0: And I can't believe that I'm actually excited to talk about the subject of today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have the same feeling. I'm pumped to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. So... Today, we are giving you a how-to guide for how to DIY your own brand photo shoot, and the reason why we decided that this is a topic that you guys need to hear about is we did our second round of brand photo shoots in order to get ready for everything social, and needless to say, we learned a lot between brand photo shoot number one and number two.
1: (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) You know, I think I'll definitely be sharing this week on social media is the behind the scenes photos. I have one of our first round, which included Mm -hmm. a photo of us trying to take an aerial shot of what was happening and me on like a chair and a desk, (laughs) just trying our best to make do with what we have. And this time around having even more help and more direction, just really setting those goals and making sure that we meet what it is that we are setting the expectation for. and. You know, it's something that I think you and I both are not super comfortable, like (laughs) getting behind the camera, having like
0: Understatement of the year, getting in front of the camera,
1: (laughs) you mean. Yeah. It's just not such a comfortable feeling, but it's something that is just, it's integral to making your business work. And we know from what we see online, whether it's someone's product that they're selling on TPT or as a service that they're Mm -hmm. providing other teachers, this is so critical. Our
0: audience knows that the way we show up on Instagram and the way we show up on Pinterest is probably going to directly correlate with what you see in terms of sales, follower numbers, things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For for
0: better or worse. (laughs)
1: For better or worse. Yeah. And although it's so, it's so common to think, well, I'm selling a resource like a printable or some type of guide. I'm going to print print out that thing and I'll take a few photos of it. But the truth is that you want to demonstrate, you want to showcase who you are as the seller and also Mm -hmm. the environment in which this is used and all of the ways that People may be using this in their own setting and it's, it's not just as simple as snapping a photo of the thing that you're making, which took us a little while to kind of really come to terms with because we think, okay, we're podcasters, you know, we have, we have our own goals here of how we can support teachers. And now we have a very new goal of how we can support teachers. But the truth is that no matter what it is that you're looking to sell online, it's about the person that's selling it just as much as it is about the resource. That personal connection is huge.
0: So we certainly hope that you decide to use something like everything social. And I don't think we actually mentioned what that is in this episode. So if this is your first time listening, you might be a little bit unsure. Essentially, we know from personal experience that sometimes posting on social media, figuring out what to post on Instagram can be a bit of a struggle. It could be a bit of an energy drain. It could be a bit of a time suck, Mm. especially if maybe you're not great. At taking your own pictures and we're not even talking about the pictures of you right <laughs> we're just talking about all of those other filler pictures we're talking about maybe you are pretty strong with that but that caption is standing between you and hitting hitting post for minutes maybe hours mm-hmm. and as a result you're just losing time that you could be spending in other more productive ways right Which is where we come in. Which is where we come in. Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: So on a monthly basis, Danielle and I are providing you, our fellow teachers, the tools to make this transition from what it is that you're creating to what it is that you'd like to sell online a little bit easier. And with that, you can anticipate ready-made captions for social media, for your email campaigns, and all of the really personalized, more accessible to any community kind of photos.
0: Yeah, we're essentially giving you the roadmap for what you should be looking to post for that month so you don't have to spend extraneous hours researching when is National Waffle Day. Don't worry, we got it covered for you. (laughs) Everything will be fine. Um, So if taking away that type of stressor is helpful, we want to prepare for you in a way that's teacher specific.
1: Mm. because we don't find a lot of that out there. We don't find a lot of that out there, which is also a huge goal of ours in our photo shoot that we're about yep. to dive into in a few moments. It was, of course, we we had a couple of different goals for the photo shoot that we yep. went on, wouldn't you say? I mean, we wanted to, first of all, show up for our audience as Danielle and Nicole. And right. we also wanted to kind of play around with the types of images that we believe that most teachers are searching for, images yes. that would be associated with classroom decor, with some of the tools that you might be using in your classroom, things that could be utilized for someone's social media campaign as a teacher and something that we don't often find on a place like Unsplash or any kind of stock image website. And because we already did that for
0: you, you can check that box off your list. (laughs) What we are looking for you to do today by the end of this episode is figure out how you can show up as you we're just talking about how to make sure that you're able to supplement the photos that you would get from hopefully everything social but from wherever you're sourcing your pictures from so that way you have that combination of the ones that showcase you and your personality as well as those stock images that get you through the other days and other posts
1: so well said so in getting into the two different photo shoots that we we mm-hmm. were so very successful at, we'll say so the first <laughs> one was a minor success, the second was a major, um, you know, I think it's helpful to just explain to the audience, yeah, it was. it's for ourselves and also just to truly get a, a grasp on what it is that you, the teacher, really needs. So that was kind of what we went into, and I think that brings us to sort of our first checked box here mm-hmm. is to truly set a goal for yourself. So when it comes yeah. to DIYing your own brand photo shoot, before you do anything, before you're like, All right, I'm going to buy this great camera, or I'm going to buy these accessories, or even, mm-hmm. you know, try and wrangle my significant other into helping me out and taking these photos. <laughs> it's actually setting a goal. What, it, what is it that you're looking to get out of this? And whether it is to, like we said, to promote your resource or even speak about yourself a little bit more clearly, just get a true understanding of what it is that you want to accomplish. Yeah. And I think that that was something that we definitely stepped up second time around, Danielle. Yes. <laughs> our well, first
0: time. <laughs> knowing what we were about and what we wanted to offer our audience, definitely helpful. Yeah. Um, if you are so new, that this is your very first time doing a brand photo shoot and you're not a hundred percent sure what product you have to offer i would say maybe err on the side of being a little bit more general and more you focused Mm -hmm. than anything that would give away what direction you might decide to move away from
1: yeah in the future Oh, for sure. I completely agree. And yeah, it might be intimidating to sit here and think, okay, brand photo shoot. I-, I don't know, guys, I'm not even quite there. But it's right. It's truly a matter of just capturing those images that will help you to later on start to reframe what it is that you do and how you show up in this online space. So definitely start with a more general kind of feel. I think you're totally right, Danielle, having more like personalized, you know, camera facing or not but more of like more of your own personality as being showcased rather than maybe the thing that you think you might pursue as your product yeah
0: um because that's definitely something that I don't think we necessarily had set the first time we thought we knew where we were going with this and clearly a year in we're moving in a slightly different direction and then for a while between the two photo shoots we were just looking at a pile of images that became unusable or you had to do a really excellent job of cropping things Mm -hmm. or explaining things and you just don't want to be put in that position so even if you don't have set goals on your exact vision of what your product what your offer is going to be at least think about the goals of how do you intend on using these
1: photos yeah
0: is it solely instagram um are you also building out your website at the same time so in addition to having pictures that make sense for Instagram you need it for other platforms too an image that might look great in your feed might not make sense as the banner image above the fold on your website
1: so something that I like to think that we definitely improved on second time around mm-hmm. was coming in with true inspiration and yeah perhaps that really you know I like to think of that as driving the goal as well so mm-hmm. if you're also thinking you know what what am i even looking for how will i know if i've met my goal i think that taking the time to find inspiration on pinterest on instagram on any other photo website that allows you to get a sense of what you think would speak to your audience if you will and <laughs> that's something yeah. that's also a little tricky cuz you're like well i don't know who my audience is yet but i think that getting that sense of you know what is what feels right for you and whether it's a combination of the colors that you're looking for poses I know I know that you and I both shared a bunch of saved images that we felt okay this kind of is more or less the direction that we want to go in and that helped to drive a lot of decision making and also just the sort of like moment of panic where you're like well what do I do next when I'm taking a photo okay I think I got it but I don't actually know so having that as number one, your inspiration, but also we're going to circle back to this one, but driving the decision-making while you're actually taking the photos.
0: Yeah. The first time we went into a photo shoot, we knew generally what we wanted, um, but we didn't have like a shot list. It was kind of like, oh, we need a few of us smiling. Mm -hmm. We need a few of just us separately. Let's do it in these, these few places. And because the list wasn't specific enough, um, it made the day of the photo shoot more difficult, Mm -hmm. and it made finally using the images we did have more difficult. I think we Um, should also
1: interrupt and just say quickly that When we say photo shoot, we're referring to Danielle's family helping us by taking (laughs) photos with an iPhone. (laughs) Both both times. Both Both times. times. (laughs) Just to totally be as transparent as possible. That's what we mean when we say photo shoot. And I have a feeling that that's what a lot of people are thinking, you know, do I need to hire someone? And we just want to be clear that when we're talking photo shoot, of course, the direction that you choose to go in is completely your call. But if you're anything like us and you're trying to be scrappy in this process and ask for help from others. That's, that's what we're referring to. So I just had to lay that out there. And Nicole and
0: I are in a unique situation because obviously we're, we're a duo. And as partners in this, we have another set of hands. So that way we can get the picture of one person working pretty easily. But if you're not a duo, if you're doing this as a solopreneur, you might have a business bestie who is also trying to grow their tpt store or whatever else get together if you don't have the time um or you don't have the probably budget to invest in a professional photographer especially if this is your first time around and you are concerned that it might not be the best use of your money at that moment find a friend
1: and kind of barter in this way yeah so let's check in for a second. So so far we've had our sort of checked boxes here. First up is to set a goal. Yep. Determine what it is that you're looking to accomplish in this quote photo shoot. And we and, think we know what that means now. <laughs> yes. And when it comes
0: to that goal, setting that purpose, setting that mood, uh, you referred to making sure that you're like sourcing image from something like Pinterest. I set up a secret board that Perfect. I made sure that I shared with you. If you are working with someone else whether that is your teacher bestie or biz bestie or maybe it's your sister share that board with that person yeah (laughs) because sometimes and this happened with uh the ending part of our photo shoot when my sister was helping us out I would describe what we were looking for and she looked at me like really yeah that's what you want me to take a picture of right right um because especially if you're you're kind of like in the thick of this you know that maybe a picture of just like your hands holding a laptop will look exactly how you want it to look on Instagram but somebody who's not looking at education influencers who's not looking at entrepreneurs is like
1: why don't don't you want the picture of you Mm. like your your whole body right so we have set goals get inspired yep next on the list location, location, location. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So vital. So very vital. So very vital. And I love that people have a lot of different kind of points of view on this. Some people find Mm -hmm. that having images captured in their own home is most comfortable for them. And I think that really should be like your true kind of direction here is where do you feel comfortable? We didn't feel like we could necessarily work at school, which for our teachers out there, that are thinking, I don't know that I feel comfortable in my mm-hmm. own school taking these photographs. Yep. We understand and completely hear you there because it's not just, it's not always comfortable right. for everyone. Um, but, you know, trying to find that kind of next best thing. We got creative with it. We found, you know, local libraries. We went to a local university yep. where your mom works. You know, we really, we really tried. Yes. And And the second time around, you know, we put in that extra special effort and found something that um, is called a co-working space that a lot of cities offer. So we had actually put in a lot of research about a specific co-working space
0: that would work for us. Because if you start looking at co-working spaces, one of the things you will realize is they are not all created equal. No. (laughs) Some of them will probably lend themselves much better to a photo shoot than others. Um, You already mentioned that for some people, taking these pictures in their own home might be the way to go. And if you do decide to do your photo shoot in a more public space, even a co-working space or a library, you do have the added maybe stressor of you are posing for all of these pictures and everybody else is doing whatever typically happens in that setting
1: yeah yeah now
0: with a co-working space I think people kind of understood what we were doing and because mm -hmm. of the time that we went I don't think we were really bothering anyone uh but if you were just doing this at your local coffee shop people might look at you in an interesting fashion
1: yeah And I love that you noted here that having that shared space, you know, whatever that location might look like actually scouting that location is another bonus, Mm -hmm. an added bonus there. You can see what it might be like at certain times of day, maybe even asking the owner or someone there that maybe if you feel uncomfortable or even uncomfortable, you're like, Hey, you know, is this okay to do this here? I think that might even just reduce the stress a little bit.
0: And I would say one of the things that we learned from, first to second photo shoot, was even if you think you have a pretty ideal place, um, be very, very, very specific with where. One of the things that we wanted to do, because we know that it is important for lighting, is to try and have some of our pictures outdoors and get um, kind of really natural looking uh, images. And we thought that that would work best. And we did that for the first photo shoot. And that was a struggle. Because it did not go well. <laughs> it did not. Because even though the park made a lot of sense and offered really beautiful backdrops, there's nowhere to change. So you have difficulty batching things. But also, if you don't have another person to go along with you, we thought we would be able to get by enough with like just a phone tripod and the amount of time we spent trying to attach this thing to trees in interesting <laughs> ways to make the shot work. It's embarrassing but we want to save you the same frustrations so we we'll yes. tell you about it. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for our first photo shoot when we finally did move into a you know traditional classroom where you have a Uh, chalkboard in the background you have something that's recognizable as teacher desks student desks things like that by the time we got there it was late in the day the lighting was awful so like if you're deciding you're going to go to a particular classroom a university a library wherever it is it can't just look nice and I mean props to you if you found a place that looked nice because I think our first photo shoot we just kind of settled and made work what we could make work um but the lighting has to be on point or nothing else is going to work about it yep um nicole can you talk a little bit about lighting being the the kind of visual person of our (laughs) brand because if you're doing this um you know with your background just being in teaching you might not know where the light should be in relation to you as the person
1: yeah so definitely with a natural light is your best option and what i've learned is it's not always direct sunlight that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. but it's any kind of refracted light that really makes any image that you're looking for pop a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you're always looking to have that as sort of like the absolute baseline. And then any other shadows or reflections you can kind of play with when it comes to any online editing services. I use Adobe Lightroom Mm -hmm. as my um, free app that allows me to edit all of our photos. And I find that if I just am able to get that like baseline, you know, brighter image mm-hmm. to start it just makes everything a lot easier so you spoke about our outdoor scenes, yeah which yes there were a lot of other factors that made that challenging but it was also tough because of shadows of different trees and there were clouds and, yep. and then there weren't and it was just like so many things we couldn't anticipate so doing your best to try and find something that's consistent yeah. you know a lot of people will use fancier tools that will allow them to have like that bright white light all the time mm-hmm. and if you have access to that go for it but if you don't you're looking for something that is like I said, that reflected, refracted light. So whether it's um, a blind or something Mm -hmm. that sort of shuts out that direct sunlight, I think is really, really helpful. And I know that, you know, Danielle and I, we, we decided that we were going to go earlier in the day, which is also super helpful and just keeping it consistent with the time of day is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were doing our first
0: photo shoot. um, I believe in the like fall and it was after school by the time we were doing it. So the light was leaving fast. Yes. Yeah, it was. And it was noticeable. Yeah. And it also caused it us was. to
1: panic. Yeah, definitely. So that's a, that's a huge one. If you're able to control any of those factors, that's, that's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. Without a doubt. Yeah. So again, set goals, get inspired, location, location, location. And next up, coming prepared. Oh, which yes. we can speak on with our suitcases that we brought with us. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned the co-working space that we sought out. And yes, we found one that really worked for our aesthetic. We were so happy yes. with it, but we knew that we had to take full advantage of course. I mean, we were working on a, a holiday off from school mm-hmm. so we wanted to take full advantage of the day. We're both up early. Let's go. So we bring not only multiple outfit changes, yes. which we'll talk about in a few minutes. We also brought, props that go along with what you would associate with a classroom because we weren't necessarily in a classroom setting at the time but we wanted to demonstrate that in our images so we brought all of the things all of the
0: things (laughs) yes
1: and one of the things that
0: um, I think I learned from the first photo shoot to the second photo shoot um, the outfits that we picked the first time around we were coming straight from school and I think we really wanted to like communicate school, if you will. And I think that the second time around, we went so much more casual and I was so much more comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think... You know, having those outfits in mind, we wanted to find something that were complementary mm-hmm. of each other, yeah. which I think we did really well, and also things that we felt would go well with our aesthetic. I'm going to say it again, right? And when you think about your feed and the way that you want to, again, show up for your online communities, it is intentional, yeah. right? It seems kind of a silly thing piece to consider, but it is intentional in the way that, you know, if you're going to decide to show up in kind of a crazy print, I remember one time that we took photos and y'all was wearing this like terrible printed dress and I just regretted it (laughs) because it's just so busy in a photo and just does not show up well. So you have to just put in that little extra effort to consider how will this show up in an image and how can I then reuse that, recycle that again and again so it doesn't necessarily look recycled so much yeah that it's it's so memorable either
0: um definitely helps if you're not several months pregnant and you therefore (laughs) only have a handful of maternity clothes that you have to choose from so I will say that in my defense um yeah so that uh I think advice makes a lot of sense um I think that both of us kept things a lot more neutral and I don't I don't want people to go too far the other way. I don't think you need to show up in only your brand colors. I feel like that is maybe a little too extreme. Right. Um, but I think definitely um, what you're saying about no patterns, unless it's um, maybe something smaller or like an accessory. Mm-hmm. So that way that makes that particular image
1: look different. And we're so in sync, Danielle. We, we showed up wearing like the same outfit. <laughs>
0: yes. If you're a with Without actually having talked about exactly what we were going to wear. It was great.
1: Um, <laughs> Which leads us to our next sort of point there, mm-hmm. which when it comes to actually taking those photos and there can be a lot of just decision panic at yeah. the time. And, you know, we've had we've been so lucky to have Danielle's family help us out in taking those photos shout out we've to my mom and sister. <laughs> shout out to mom and sister. We've had self-timer. Mm-hmm. We've used the iPhone, excuse me, um the, the Apple, Apple Watch yeah. and iPhone connection. We've we've used all of the tools and when it mm-hmm. comes down to actually having the images taken and feeling like, does this actually look good? Is this what I want? You go back to those images that you've saved maybe in your private Pinterest board, but also just trying your best to be decisive with the person that's taking photos of you, mm-hmm. whether it is a professional photographer that you've been lucky enough to hire or it's someone that's helping you out for the day. Um, being direct and decisive with your photographer, speaking up about what it is that, you know what, I, I like that, but I want to try it just a slightly different way because when it comes down to it, now I'm reviewing the images that we've taken and I want to say we cl- took close to 200 pictures, which I know I sounds <laughs> crazy, but close to 200. And over I'm, hours. I'm over hours. I mean, it was a long day, <laughs> but I think I think I like about 40 of them. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I think it's about 40.
0: And I feel like having 40 pictures that we were happy with felt like a huge win to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So do not feel like. All of the images need to be the image. And right. I would also say, look at what's going on in that moment. So like, take a look at the last 10 images that were shot to make sure that there's nothing like weird about the lighting or you don't have that like one strand of hair that you didn't realize was sticking up. But like now that you're looking at the
1: picture, you're kind of like, mm, right. ah, that's really. Dynamic. I think so often it's like, oh, I'm sure I look fine. Oh, okay thanks thanks so much you know let's do the next thing no like this is the time you're taking the time maybe you're even spending money like yeah. do it how you want it to be done but also i think that you
0: probably don't want to go in there and like i don't want to say edit but like go in there and like delete stuff and like make decisions at this time right, just right, right decide if you um need to change anything tweak anything minor
1: and then yeah. go from there.
0: Um, I know we've already talked about lighting. Uh, I feel like you were finding certain angles were working better. Um, can, can you give any advice to other people who are trying to do this, especially yeah. if they don't have a professional
1: photographer in their corner? Yeah. Well, I will say it was super helpful to have a private Pinterest board that you gathered a lot of images of like either professional headshots mm-hmm. or people in like this kind of working setting. Yeah. Um, so it was helpful to understand that. And then also I looked at a lot of images of, I just know photographers that just do this really well. Jen yeah. Kutcher comes to mind and even shout out to our friend, Alyssa McDonald's mm-hmm. teacher by nap time. Yep. She's another person who just really kills it in that, in that arena. And um, so it was helpful to have that inspiration to, to just kind of drive some of the decision-making. I, I said, you know, in when we were taking photos, I was surprised that certain things didn't look how I had hoped that they would. Mm-hmm. And just playing with the angle of the camera, um, having the camera being directly at the same level of someone's eyesight mm-hmm. versus having a camera coming from, you know, an angle above someone um, trying to capture what would maybe be a picture of someone's like, you know, page that they're reading out of a book. It just didn't always come across as well. So I would say yeah. trying to just think about where someone's eyes are and meet them either directly there. And I also found that, going a bit below someone's eye line Mm -hmm. was actually helpful as well, just to capture like, you know, the way that someone's hands looked looking up at their face Mm -hmm. playing around with it and trying to capture what you think is also flattering for the person. We wanted to make sure we found things that also had a lot of white space as well. Mm -hmm. So at first I started just kind of crowding the pictures that we were taking with a lot of different props and accessories and colors. And I found that kind of as the day went on, subtracting a lot from the photos was actually helpful for us. And now that I'm editing them and trying to play with them on Canva, for example, having the white space was really very helpful. Mm -hmm. So I think just playing around with whether you're capturing a picture of someone, you know, a person versus Mm -hmm. um, resources, printouts, things like that. Um, Something that I did struggle with that I'm, you know, And the next go Mm round is going to be a bit of a challenge was just when you are doing sort of a flat lay Mm -hmm. kind of picture, um, you know, as the person taking kind of an aerial shot of something, you inevitably will have kind of a shadow over Mm -hmm. that image. So just being really cognizant of where your body is and how you are able to, you know, I was like holding my arm way far out over my body just to try and make sure my body wasn't in, you know, in any, in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, you know, it takes a lot of practice. And like I said, we took so many pictures and it was just such a learning experience. And, you know, we mentioned like, this is our second time when we felt like we improved a lot. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that we had multiple times to just continue to try and get better. And, you know, for those that are listening, being like, I have no clue where to even start. It's really just a matter of, um, You know, I learned this trick from Jenna Kutcher as well It's like any of the photos that she takes, she actually will have her husband stand in. She'll adjust him exactly how she wants Mm -hmm. and she'll take a photo with him, show him the photo, and then he'll take it exactly of her. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a fun little trick.
0: And uh, when you're thinking about the exact images that you're looking for, I would say a variety of looking at the camera and not looking at the camera is probably – the the way to go about it because again thinking about all the different places that you're going to use these sometimes one of those is preferable to the other but it's not always the same one and I think one of the things that I learned from the first photo shoot to the second photo shoot um, about mindset that in addition to making sure that you're talking to somebody so that way it comes off natural like you're actually Mm -hmm. smiling the way you do smile instead of that thing you do when you know someone's taking a picture of you I think that's (laughs) really helpful but also I feel like the first time we were doing it I felt even more self-conscious because I felt like I know I'm not a model what am I doing here whereas the second time I felt more like oh this this is what entrepreneurs do this is what you know, teacher influencers do. And that's what I am. So I think thinking about it that way versus, oh, yeah, I'm totally this model as my after hours side gig after the bell rings, I think made a
1: a pretty big difference for me. (laughs) I love that. And I love the confidence. And I think that brings us to our last tidbit is coming in with that level of confidence that will allow you to get the absolute most out of this process. Yeah. And I think we both had a mindset shift and it really did help. You know, we came in prepared. We came in <laughs> prepared in the way that we knew what it is that we were looking for, but also in all of the things that we brought with us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that that was really, really helpful. And just being on the same page, Mm -hmm. knowing what it is that we're looking to gain from all of this. And for those that are listening, you know, this is something that goes in tandem with having an online presence and an online business. And it's sort of something that everyone just, you know, has to come to accept and embrace because it will only allow you to do better. (laughs) Yeah. I know
0: the first time around, I mean, I felt pretty awkward both times, but the first time I felt so awkward and I just, I could not get out of my own way and I could not stop apologizing. And I felt like the second time we did this, I was way better in terms of feeling like, okay, we th- this is what we do today. This is what has to get done. This is the, yep. the goal of today. This is the mission. And I understand directly how it'll help me. Um, and I hope that anyone who's listening that feels maybe the same way I do about having their picture taken can take that with them. Um, because I do, I hope that you decide to use something like everything social, but I also hope that you decide to take the time to make those other posts truly about you and what you have to offer.
1: Sounds great. Thanks,
0: Danielle. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about us and the services that we offer, head to everything.com.